right, so I really hope Trump ain't listening. But what's up, guys? It's, it's your mom's favorite Mexican, Hector. Uh, like I said, my jacket don't expire till March, so y'all get to have some more fun with me here with the uh, Think Twice. And then here's Primo with the Primachino here, bitchettes. This is uh, Showtime Shelver Show, Think Twice, hoes. On my dick! Now that is uh, zero. Heineken light. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. It's not Heineken light. It's, it's Heineken 0.0 or something like that. Stupid. Bro, it, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, bro. I know. <laughs> it was funny though because the way they advertised it, advertised it on a TV commercial was like uh, the office beer, Heineken 0.0. And I was like, bro, I am getting that. I'm putting that in my cooler. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> that is so, it's for the pregnant lady. Too. Yeah, exactly. Pregnant women and the fucking office people. Hey, if it tastes like Heineken, I would probably drink it. I like Heineken, bro. It's that skunky, that sticky, icky smell. <coughs> Not bad. I mean, I'm not sick. I just got a little bit allergies going on. Gross. You're mm. sick. Stay away from me. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. Nasty. I got it in the office. So you said you doing uh, that event? It was on the news yesterday. It was on the news this morning. Oh, this morning. What, yeah, what channel, station? Channel three. Channel three. Yeah. I like I like channel three. They, they merged with channel five, but they do a lot of good stuff. They're, they're not bad. I prefer Fox because everyone watches Fox. But you know, yeah. what I yeah. what I get. We got to learn how to get the uh, get the in with. Uh, we got to learn how to get the in with uh, news stations. I'm work. I'm uh, really trying to figure it out. Fucking that girl. Fucking uh, dog treat lady. Shannon. Uh, Shannon. That girl. Yeah, I know you're talking he, about that girl. He wants to work with her and network with her and do all these things, but he doesn't. He doesn't know her name. <laughs> at all. I have to always tell. That, hey, that's what we're there for. But then I always say, okay, dog treat lady. I call her dog treat lady. Dog treat lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if she knows, but when the, yeah, I talk to her. Talk to her all the time. She's fucking. She's cool. But she's yeah. got the in with the news. Nice. She's yeah. fucking. She's fucking in there hard. Yeah. What really clicked? It really clicked for me yesterday. I was on uh, Instagram and I came yeah. across some lady who's always on like on yeah. Channel Twelve. I think she's one of the reporters on there. And I was like, dude, why haven't I thought of this before? Just add all the reporters. You start sliding in the DMs, build a relationship, exactly. and they help out. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's all you gotta do. I'm trying. To, I would try to work on it. I will later on eventually. I'm gonna see if I can try and get a connection and do like a co a co-host with them do like a little segment oh i see like you actually be part of the segment yeah yeah for for yeah that's later on another road so you got primo chino fired up how's the truck doing it's getting there um i mean it's it's all nice and inside inside's pretty done up pretty well but i just got some engine issues still it's the worst man um, engine issues you got the whole thing going it's it's just it's just yeah fucking bullshit you know my whole thing is mobile and I can't drive more yeah. than 10 miles. You know, so yeah. fuck. And my events far as shit, you know? Well, it's like 18 miles away. So, yeah, like, so how do you get to the events? I'm gonna, um, there's just more planning, you know? Fucking, like, I'm gonna drive. Do you take the truck? Yeah. Oh, nice. So I'm gonna drive early, right? Probably drive like halfway, kind of let it chill out, check its fluids, cool down, restart, drive the rest of the way, or maybe pull in the night before. Well, that's the life of an entrepreneur yeah, right you, there. You gotta, you gotta work through it. Yeah. Fucking look like you know what you're doing. I can't drive more than 10 miles, so I'm gonna make it this 18 mile trip in two, two drive sessions. Exactly. <laughs> that's all it is. And then, but, but my finances are getting better, so I'll be able to uh, probably have it all set up by next month. That's bro. A lot of people don't realize that the life of an entrepreneur is hell. Oh yeah, it's, it's so fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. But it's all worth it. No, oh, that's yeah, exactly. And that's what I was telling her earlier. I was like, man, I got some shit to say. You know? Yeah, like right. So right now, um, you're you're working graveyard shift. 
at a warehouse. Mm-hmm. How many hours a week? Probably like 50. 50 hours a week graveyard, yeah. not counting all the hours you put into yeah. uh, Primochino. Yeah. So you're working about how many hours total a week? Um, total a week, so 50 hours of the warehouse. I go to school right, full time, so I take four classes and I do two. So you have 12 credit hours? Yeah, 12 credit hours. I take one Monday and Tuesday, or Mondays and Wednesdays, I actually go to physical class in the morning right after work, which is fucking hard. I fucking bet. And then, um, and yeah, and then I just try and, um, work on the truck in between the hours. I kind of think of marketing and whatnot and, and um, just talk to people, advertise and and um, try and think of different shit. It's more just planning. So 12 credit hours, 50 hours in the warehouse, how many hours uh, focused on Primachino? Primachino, probably two hours solid at least a day. So two hours a day yeah. times seven days, that's 14 hours, that's 64 hours plus your 12 credit hours. So you're putting about 70 to 80 hours yeah. into yourself and your business combined and work. Yeah. Nice. And most people are doing 40 hours and complaining about having to uh, work every day. Uh, I think that's the difference between the entrepreneurs and uh, the people that need to work for somebody else. The entrepreneurs, they know it's going to take the time, take the effort, and it's going to be a struggle. And it's, it's dope because uh, I enjoy all that. No, it's the shit. Oh, yeah. Well, it makes you, it forces you to learn and get a full you know understanding of every aspect of the business and what you're doing you know what i mean if, if you don't start from the ground up i feel like or or um or understand the base then i feel like there's always going to come a point in time in the future you're going to run into an issue where that's going to be the problem right you know what i mean just like building a house or yeah. building a skyscraper you yeah. need a foundation mm-hmm. before the building goes up exactly or else it's just going to crumble exactly so now I feel like because, you know, I went, obviously, it was like the worst route I could have ever done. Yeah, trade you guys. Because <laughs> I, I could have done a lot better, but, you know, See, yeah, cheated. And, and now, I mean, you call it the worst route now, but the, the worst how, much, how much you learned in the process yeah. was worth it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. So I don't regret it one yeah. bit. I, I could have took out a $60,000 loan and fucking had someone build it for me. And get the permit for me and everything, right? And then been in debt, it's just fucking no. Yeah, I've been in debt, and you probably like your first business venture. You probably would not have paid that debt off, and that would probably be still like climbing right now with interest. Mm -hmm. So it worked out in your favor, even though it's it's always painful, you know. Uh, Pain plus reflection equals progress. Mm -hmm. We always have to go through pain and struggles. Look back on the pain and struggles, see what we did wrong, see what we did Mm -hmm. right, adjust it, and then we get the progress. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it was definitely a great learning experience, and I'm still going through it, you know. Um, He's actually the first food truck that built it from scratch. scratch. Personally, personally, not going to any other company to get it painted, wrapped, or anything. I've, I've looked up all of his ideas. I've looked up um, these people that claim, like, there's this place called First Place Coffee. Poor Joe. They they claim they built the truck themselves. They Poor Joe. Bunch, I've seen them. They took a bunch of pictures of them putting shit inside, right? That's bullshit. <laughs> Because I know the company who fucking built it for them. Yes, they were in there helping and managing and whatnot. They did not do shit. Yeah. So it, it's like, it It kind of hurt my feelings. Because I was like, fuck, you know, these, you know, it's like, you guys are claiming all this shit. Oh, you guys are full of shit. This, myself, even though my truck may not be as perfect as yours right now, everything in the truck I did, personally, every single thing from the tires to the plumbing, to the electrical, to the engine work, to the fucking paint, to building a goddamn window, you know what I mean? To teaching myself how to make coffee from from nothing. 
You know what I mean? No one else guided me. And then now, finally that I'm here, I finally have someone that could kind of mentor yeah. me and guide me in the right place. It yeah. just makes you appreciate your business more in the end. It's just, oh, yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. And also learning from it is like, you know, no matter what you do or think about doing right, when you have a... Uh, when you, when you find a passion, something that you really want to do, like for you right now, you, you feel like you're in a great environment, right? right? Even through the hard times, you know, you not having a vehicle, right? Or or me not, you're struggling financially in this in this time where I should already be started, right? If you just keep going with it, no matter what, it's going to succeed, no matter what. Right. The moment it fails is when you quit. That's, that's it. So even if it takes 10 years, that business is going to be huge. I look at Shamrock, right? They're a local company, right? They started in 1920, right? I talked to the CEO already, too. I've been trying to fucking, I just try and like get in businesses that have been established, right? So they have been dormant for the longest time. They haven't, so about five years ago, the only facility they had was Arizona. And they would drive trucks to all 50 states. They would ship from Arizona only. Within the last five years, they finally bought five different locations, one in Oregon, one in Northern California, one in Virginia, and one, another one in the East Coast, I think in Georgia. And now the distribution is going like crazy. And if you look at their stocks, and the stock market is fucking skyrocketing, and their growth is so trending like 70%. The, the thing is they finally started focusing on growth. Yes. You know? And, you know, it took them this long to do it, but it's still in the Shamrock family. It's family owned. Right. And... They just continue to stick with it, and look how far it's gone. Now it's they're competing with U.S. Foods, they're competing with Amazon as far as the food, the food market. You know what I mean? Everything they're doing right now, from an employee standpoint, their their main focus is Amazon. They really want to kick Amazon's ass for whatever reason. They're giving employees fucking raises. Yeah, so you know how Amazon raised their fucking employee wages. They know they suck as far as warehouse workers go. So whatever Amazon does, Shamrock does it one step better. Wow. That's exactly what they do. They will Capitalism. they will take the hit to make sure that their employees are better than Amazon. And it is crazy. And when I look at shit like that, it's like, damn, you know, yeah, I'm one year in the business. Yeah, not even a year. Think about what it could be in 30 plus years. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a complete different turnaround. I mean, they started from a farm. I think, you, like you said, they just started focusing on growth. Exactly. Yeah. And I was, I was having this conversation earlier with somebody who came in for an interview, and I was, I was telling them, like, happiness comes from growth. You know, mm-hmm. when somebody's at the same job for 20 years, they tend to become a little more depressed. Mm-hmm. They, t- they tend to become sad. But when you're focused on growth and you're becoming better every single day, for some reason, that makes you happy. And even though there's going to be times where you feel really down because it's really rough at that point, when you come out of that uh, rough patch and you start going on that curve upwards, you feel amazing. You feel yes. fantastic. There's nobody. Yep. There's something about it, and then you want it again. Mm-hmm. And that's I've kind of learned to accept the fact that I'm gonna fail, accept the fact that I'm gonna have down times, and then I embrace it. I'm like, okay, I'm, and I know when I'm in one of those times, I'm like, okay, I'm in one of those rough times. Every other time that this has happened to me, I've come out better and I've come out more successful and I've come out happier than I've ever been and more grateful. And I really started to embrace those. Hell yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a huge thing, right? Like, as far as um, embracing your situation, no matter what, you got to make the best of your situation. Everything happens, you know, for a reason. It really does. 
right? Even if it's bad, it seems like it keeps stacking on and piling up and, you know, times are tough. Like, I know she gets really frustrated with me because, you know, I I do drastic things because it's the only way I operate. You right? take action, bro. If there's one motherfucker yeah. that I know takes action, it's you. <laughs> I, I do not plan whatsoever. When I get an idea and I feel like, I feel, one thing about me, I have 100% faith in everything I do. No matter what, I feel like I could do anything. No matter what, like I will not fail. I mean, I'll have small failures, but I will not fail long term. Yeah, short term losses, yeah. long term gain. I can make anything happen. That's exactly how I say. Yeah. And Whatever that's why, want. that's why when I get a thought, right, and I'll do like some initial planning, like okay, I'll spend a day really thinking about the ins and outs, but like, can I do this? And then, you know, the, the coffee thing. I had I had minor success with it before. So I, the coffee business, right? I had minor success with it before when I was in Virginia. And, you know, it kind of stayed dormant, but it was a thought in the back of my mind. And then as soon as as I came over here, you know, I, I tried the whole job thing, you know, and it was it was awful. You were right? unhappy because you weren't growing. Exactly. I was stuck. And I, I would talk to them and be like, hey, I want growth. It, it's what everyone says, but I really meant it. You know, I want growth. And they would try and you know, tell me that, that this is possible here, right? And as soon as I got in the company, I'm talking to these employees, right? And I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking to, I made sure I talked to up the chain of command, everybody, right? And they're all telling me different things, you know? These, these people have been here 50 years and they're, you know, a manager. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, this is not the growth I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, they're all they're all unhappy. They're a slave. They, they got a plan around their schedule and whatnot, right? And you know, that's fine to a certain extent, right? So then when I came out here and I, I was like, okay, I need to do something, right? That's gonna have an impact. And the biggest thing was for kids in the future, right? I, I wanted to be able to do everything possible for my children. I wanna be at their sporting events, take them to school, be there, you know, in every aspect. So I was like, okay, so what, what have I thought about? What is successful, right? And one of the biggest things I, I do every day, every morning, I'm drinking coffee. I'm thinking about things drinking coffee. So I'm like, okay, so coffee. It's like a sense of meditation, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it's because in the first four hours of my day, I do all my thinking. That's like the main thing I do every morning. I wake up extra early and I think about everything, right? And I'm drinking my coffee and I'm like, man, I'm pretty sure everybody does this. So I started doing research on it and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is a thing. And... So initially, like, I was just, I just had the idea, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this, right? So I started teaching myself. It started January. And what idea are you talking about here? The coffee? The coffee. The mobile coffee, right? I was like, okay, um, I'm going to start teaching myself how to make coffee, right? So I started YouTube videos, everyone. I started reaching out to mentors. Nobody wanted to help me. And so, yeah, just watching YouTube videos. I bought my uh, first espresso machine. I started selling at work. I was working at, uh, I was servicing loans, giving out loans. And I started selling at work, bringing a thermos to work. And, you know, people started buying and buying and, you know, wanting more and more coffee. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting better. I was just doing it to practice. So I started charging them. And, you know, next thing you know, I made about 100 bucks a day while I'm working at my job. <laughs> and I'm like, you serious? And then there was another coffee truck already servicing the building. And they started boycotting them and going to me instead. Because, well, my prices were better and my coffee was better. And, you know, they, the people didn't like that because they had a contract with them. So they started complaining. They told me I couldn't, I couldn't sell coffee there. So what did I do? I quit. 
I was like, okay, this is time for me to expand. I quit. I can do this, right? And, you know, I look, I look back at it now, and I, I still in contact with them because they're trying to get me as a client, right, to switch me because now they can't make any money there. They went from going there four, four times a week, right? Now they go there once. The coffee? Yeah, the, the mobile coffee shop, right? And no one buys from them. They make no money, and now they're looking for somebody else, and they've been reaching out to me directly. So it, it's just crazy the, the, the cycle it goes in. And you're over there laughing at him, putting the middle finger up. Finger up yeah, I'm like, I'm like, fuck <laughs> you guys. You guys are so full of shit. Right, so real quick, uh, give, uh, I'm going to move over to Hector because I have something I want to ask him about that he brought up in a previous podcast. Um, spell out the Instagram. People can follow you after Primachino. Okay, so it is Primachino. So that's P-R-I-M-U-C-C-I-N-O. Primachino, like cappuccino, but with primo on the front. And by the name, uh, by the way, his first name is Primo, so that's why it's Primachino. It's gonna be a Wu Tang looking uh, logo, which is funny because you wore your Wu Tang shirt today. <laughs> so one thing that I love to hear that pumped me up was Hector was talking to us the other day about how you deliver, and you do. Um, you used to do a lot of deliveries. Um, I remember seeing you have like 12 coffees in the back of your caddy um delivering them out of a cooler you would pre-make them all you would wake up stupid early you mix them all by yourself you bought an espresso machine you're doing all the work by yourself delivering these coffees and not only that but like we were talking about earlier you're working 80 hours a week Mm -hmm. so you overslept one day when you were going to be delivering coffee to hector and hector um said in the previous podcast the office was it was later in the day it was like around noon he said well i don't know like it's kind of late now i don't know if anyone's gonna want coffee and then you said you know what like i'm gonna i'm gonna bring the coffee anyways and they can all have it for free that is a businessman Mm -hmm. that is a true businessman because um you realize it's all about making the client happy and then getting the attention now all those people's expectation was gone they're like well we're not getting coffee today mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they had a free drink in their hand and they all loved it and i'm sure that they wanted some more mm-hmm. because i've had your coffee it's delicious man you do a good job there's something about coffee or any product in general when it's made with like passion or love it has that extra bit mm-hmm. you know it has that extra the extra flavor and the extra taste Oh, so Hector, tell us a little bit about the experience. What's it like uh, when you order coffee from Primachino? It's actually delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing ever, man. Because uh, with work, it's kind of like you can't really leave to go get coffee. Not like, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'll leave. Like I'll get coffee if I'm like if I'm running missions, so, like driving, <clears throat> just driving around, picking up like uh, like what I do, you know, parts and stuff like that for the AC units. My first stop is alright, I'm using Dutch Bros, it's right there on 83rd and Thunderbird. But I'm just like, man, what if I'm stuck in the office and then you know I can't really go out because you know, there's already jobs to do out there, man. I fucking even see Primo's Primo's available. It's the best thing ever, man. Hit him up and then talk to your front at the front door. Yeah, low key, but I'm sorry you put cocaine in that, bro. <laughs> it's pretty addictive, bro. I was like, I was, I was thinking because they, uh, they brought coffee this morning from Starbucks. Hey, primo, man. So yeah, Starbucks is laughing, laughing the passion and the love, man. So one thing I'm gonna tell big, you, I am not a Starbucks fan, bro. But that's we were just talking about Starbucks too. Mm-hmm. So, so she she's pregnant, right? She's not supposed to be having caffeine. Um, so I I limit her, you know, like one week, right? So she she has a so we're talking about Starbucks, and she's like, well, I get the small one, the the tall cup, right? Whatever the sizes are. 
And I was like, okay, so you know Starbucks with their sizes, the only thing different between the tall and the biggest size is they just add more milk. That's really the only difference. Same, same amount of caffeine. Yeah. Same, same everything, right? And I hate that. I'm just like, you serious? You gonna charge more just to put a little bit more milk in my damn cup and add more ice? <laughs> you fucking serious? So, no, I, I couldn't do that. So, you I've know, been that, missing out this whole time saying, drinking <laughs> tall coffees. Yeah. Thinking, I'm in the clear. <laughs> yeah, people are wild, you oh, know? Shit. But, but that, that's just how it goes. It's, it's all about the dollar, right? That's one thing about, about any, any business, right? Honestly, like, you're not going to succeed as an entrepreneur or starting a business if you don't, if you're, what you're doing doesn't have meaning, right? If you don't care about the customer. Exactly. If, if you don't have meaning to what you're doing and it's all about the dollar, you will not succeed because when you hit that rough patch and when you have, when you have that setback or failure, right, you're not going to keep going because there's no meaning to it. It's like, okay, it didn't make the dollar. So now what? What else do I do next? No, you, it's not what you do next. You continue. You push through that. If you have meaning, it's easy to do that when you have a purpose, right? So that that's that's a huge thing to to any young entrepreneur out there trying to uh, succeed and make it in life. It is possible, but it is it is dirty work. But you need the purpose, like you said. Exactly. If you're greedy with money, man, gonna be greedy with you. <laughs> that ain't true. <laughs> Yo, so the other day, Hector, you posted a video on Instagram of you playing the guitar. Yes. This man is like sick. Nasty <laughs> on the guitar. And he says in the comments, I hate posting videos of me playing guitar, but this was a nice bridge and all that. Yeah, Why? I don't know. It, it makes me feel like it's like like I'm showing off, you know? Okay, so that's that is a selfish mentality. Yeah. Because there are people out there that love guitar, that want to see how you play so they can learn from it, and you're doing them a disservice by thinking <laughs> by thinking that it's showing up. And I mean that, because your passion is, you have a few passions, one of them is guitar, and you play guitar really well. That's something that people will um, be attracted to. People that play guitar, they wanna see that. They wanna see you doing that. And in my mind, that's, a, that's your business. It's one of your businesses is providing um, content of guitar work, of how you play, of your style, because then you're just gonna naturally attract people that play guitar, and they're gonna start watching your clips, and you're gonna inspire them to learn guitar. I think you should post more videos like that. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, sick. I have like recently, I just started recording like during practices on Thursdays. I started recording those videos, those uh, guitar parts, just so I can like see what I need to improve on. No. Go over it like a Saturday night because we have service in the mornings on Sundays. And I just go over those, see what I need to improve on, what can I can do better. You know, that's that usually just like? for me though. You know what that sounds like? Sounds like a business. Exactly. <laughs> you know, when you start a business, you go out and you try something, you see if it works, if if uh, if it's to the best that you can do, if the people accept it, if it doesn't, you go back to the drawing board and you try it again. And um, Having that, I feel like uh, it's showing off. Is it's it's, uh, it's almost a poisonous mindset because you have uh, really strong talent that you need to be sharing with people because people want to see that. But your self-conscious and your uh, that ego that you think is there is holding you back. I think you should be proud of how good you are at guitar, and you should see it as uh, content that you can share with people who aren't at your level yet. And you can be like almost like a mentor or, or uh, uh, inspiration to them. So, 
homework assignment, man. Start posting some uh, more guitar videos. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we can record a couple tomorrow, actually. At least show them riffs, man. That's, that's, that's what I like. I like doing I don't want to see your workout videos anymore. I'm done with those. Let's do both. Let's do both, Those sleeves you got. All right, so that sleeve pump. Those are dope. You have some sort of, like, correlation with them? I do. I actually get commission off what if anybody goes and buys using my little discount code that's on Instagram. How'd you get that set up? Started buying them and then they sent me a little letter saying, "Hey, you want to be an ambassador?" Wow! I'm like, that's a little side gig right there. So what's that? You also with the Insane Labs, you know? Yeah, Insane Labs too, because I remember you saying that. So there's Insane Labs, which is Insane Labs with a Z, and then the sleeves is sleeves. Sleeves. So it's like sleeves, but with an F S instead of V E S, right? Okay. So how did you first find sleeves? I'm actually, um, what do you call it? One of the Steelers players, one of their linebackers, he was wearing them. And he's like, go to their website, type in this code, this, uh, it'll give you a free sleep on me. By the way, as he said that, he's wearing the Steelers jacket and a Steelers baseball cap. Just so you know. <laughs> I've, I've never, every time I've seen Hector, within the last two years, he's been wearing Steeler. Steeler, <laughs> Steeler workout gear, Steeler everything. Yeah, we did. Yeah, all it's hey, it's not my fault, right? It's all gifts, man. Yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> he's probably got some Wu-Tang socks on or Easy e socks on. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I actually just got the Biggie ones. He's got the Biggie, the Tupac, and the, the Easy e socks. That's how you do it. Yeah, man. that's how you do it. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's the player. Just posted him, you know, with that sleep on him. It's like, all right, cool. Let me check it out. Mm. Do you remember what player it was? Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree. Alvin Dupree is uh, out of Kentucky. Uh oh. So you, even though you probably didn't even think about it or realize it, you got that business mentality already. You're an ambassador for two different companies. Um, do you get any sort of like a, a compensation for it, or you basically get your homie some discounts? Uh, well, I get discounts too. Oh hell yeah! Nice. So you make you work at like fifty percent off. They pay you back with discounts. Yes. Nice. Business mentality again. And uh, so, no one in this room right here has a very good like uh, social media presence. Most of us are um, pretty, uh, I would say, average social media users. No like influencers in here. About how many followers do you have on Instagram? Uh, a little bit over 850. 850. So with 850 people, you're able to go make a business deal that saves you money. So in return, it's like putting money in your pocket, back in your pocket. And uh, that's with 850 followers, which is dope. Um, I think uh, another goal I do have is to kind of build a following. I like to influence people. And then at that point, you know, you start making phone calls to these companies and you start really making deals. Hey, you know, I've got a... 100,000 followers, I've got 20,000 followers. I really like your product, I wanna, I wanna work with you guys, what kind of deal can we uh, make up here? Give them a couple offers, and then all of a sudden, they're winning, you're winning, and then the people watching you are winning because they get something that, that they like, that they want. Now that's one thing I like about business is, as long as you're doing what's best for everybody, everyone gets compensated in some sort of way, you know? So with your guitar uh, stuff, uh, like like we always do on this podcast, I like to make people think a little bit. With this guitar um, idea that we're had we're having here, I'm really gonna push it on you. <laughs> so if you had to go out tomorrow and start making your Instagram more guitar related or your social media more guitar related, what would you do? If you had to get maybe uh, if it was a passion of yours and you really wanted to post more about guitars, what would you start? Where would be where you start? From guitar brands and also the uh, the effect pedals I use. 
Yeah, and I just take those pictures of me like on the floor right there. I have the like, little pedals or whatever. Each one of them obviously makes a different effect, gives it a different tone of the guitar, stuff like that, you know? Cool. So why haven't you done uh, yet? Because I'm still learning how to use them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but see, that's a big part of the process mm-hmm. is showing the learning. Like think about me starting a podcast. I don't know how to run a podcast. But I started one so people can see the process, see the growth, but more importantly, so I can like go back and see the growth. Yeah, growth is a huge thing, seriously. See, that's the thing, I don't have a lot of musicians that are on Instagram either. What, what, but like you, Louis, and like Angel here and there, you know? Well, once you start, getting, like that. Once you start getting into it and start posting more and making yeah. that presence, then that's those are the people you're going to attract. So if you look at, at, at my, my Instagram, right, I only have about 800 followers too, but... They they all buy coffee from me, you know what I mean. So they they kind of all filter out some some come and go. But unfollowed. But but the ones that do, they're they're actually involved in my content, right? When I post coffee and when I post my events and and what I'm selling, they interact with me. So I rather have 800 followers that interact with me than 20,000 that don't. You know what I mean? So once you start posting more of that. That good guitar stuff, you know, like them riffs, like I'm telling you about, right? <laughs> they, they're gonna start being attracted to it. They're and gonna you, see it. You probably follow other musician, musicians, right? I don't really follow famous people, no. It's all well, like, not famous people, but other musicians, maybe. So these other musicians, you start commenting on their posts, and then all of a sudden, somebody else who's watching that post sees your comment. They see that you're holding a guitar in your in your uh, display photo, and then they click on you. They like your content because you're always playing guitar, and that's what they're looking for, and then they follow you. So it has to do a lot with, you know, how much you interact with your niche or uh, the people that are in that group that you're targeting, you know? So a guy like you who likes guitars and pedals, anyone who likes distorted guitars and pedals, they're probably going to follow you if you're posting that type of content. I'm actually in the little process of doing like videos, like co- uh, cover videos, basically. Nice. Like uh, I have a friend that likes to sing. I'm, I'm not a singer. Hell, I'm not at all. So I'm a friend, I'm just like, hey, let's get together, do cover these songs. You know, I'll learn this part, you have to, you know, sing it, basically. So, so I, I thought about doing that. No, that's genius. Okay, so you've thought about it, now it's time to take action. Because most people... Oh, yeah, trust me. Good, <laughs> trust me. Yeah, good job. Because most people, they'll think about something forever, and then they'll, like, picture it all in their head, but they never take action on it, and then they never get to learn, you know? And when you first start, man, I'm going to tell you up front, you're probably going to be terrible at it, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then you're going to get better and better and better, and then if you think about it, like, a year flies by. After a year, you're going to be way better at them. After five years, you're going to be great at them. After ten years, you're going to be an expert at making those kinds of videos. And that's one thing that a lot of people, they're not willing to do, is they're not willing to do like a 10-year uh, journey. After about three months of, of it being difficult to give up. You know, so for me, if I stop doing this podcast next week, I failed not only myself, but all the people watching, because they didn't get to see the growth. And they didn't get to see how it changed over time. And they didn't get to see how it improved. And I didn't get to see it either. So one thing I've committed to with this podcast is, I think I'm going to... Uh, commit to at least a year of doing podcasts. I don't know how often I'm going to do them, um, but over a year you can see a big change from start to finish. So that would be fun. Like even now, I go back to my first podcast and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, that was terrible. <laughs> but I'm glad I got it out. You know, I remember that night. I was like, I'm sick of waiting. I need to take action. So I recorded it that night. Yes, that is the biggest thing in doing anything, right? Just taking action. That's the hardest part. Is starting. But once you start. It all just falls into place, so you just gotta keep at it. So definitely start that shit, Hector. That's 
that will be some good shit. Seriously. Fucking, how, how I learned, right? I mean, I played this stupid, what was it called? The, the fast car riff on um, by Tracy Chapman on the ukulele. Bro, all I all I watch is those videos, those cover videos. I I don't let people teach me. I kind of like watch the videos and I kind of kind of listen to the tones and how they play it and watch their fingers and then I kind of figure it out my own way. I love watching that shit. That's, that's exactly how I learned. The same way I learned how to make coffee. Same thing. I, I watch and I make my own interpretation of it. And because I do that, I know there's millions of other people that do the same shit. And guitar, everyone wants to learn how to play the guitar. If they say they don't, they're lying. Right? Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the sexiest instrument out there. Ooh. Is a fucking saxophone. Saxophone's up there too. Saxophone's up there. But but you gotta think who's gonna who's who has lungs like that. Not everybody has lungs like that. You know what I mean? Guitar, one of the sexiest instruments out there. It all started with Backstreet Boys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah I'm just give it to the Beatles, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's the Beatles. You you right? Oh, I don't right. know. Chuck Berry though. I think Chuck, Chuck it probably starts with Chuck Berry. When you think rock and roll though. Chuck Rock and Roll, Chuck Berry's probably their rock. It's out there. You got Chuck Berry, you got the Jimi Hendrix, you know, the fucking extreme. The, uh, you know, all all those crazy, crazy artists out there. It's good shit. Hector's up there. He he got got the skills. He got the skills. skills. I've been shredded since 09. He's one of the main reasons I started playing guitar. I was jealous. I was was out there skateboarding. You know, he's another reason why I started skateboarding, right? Big, Big influencer, right? So... I watch him and I'd be jealous. You know, he's playing every weekend at the church and he's he's over here showing off to me. I'm like, fuck. Which brings us back to what we were talking about earlier is just watching him do it. Maybe yes, you want to do it. Exactly. So you need to post that shit on Instagram. And <laughs> exactly. Start guitar. That's how Sounds it better is. live. I'm telling you now. Yes, it does. Come through. see it live. That's really good. <laughs> hey, what, what church do you play at? True Vine Church. True Vine Church in the location? 27th Avenue Thomas. And what days do you actually play there? On uh, Sunday mornings, 10.30 in the morning. 27th Avenue, Thomas, True Vine Church, 7.30 in the morning. If your old lazy ass could get up, go to True Vine Church, watch this man play live. My man's got skills. He's got it. He's got it for sure. <sighs> man. 27th Thomas. So we all grew up in the same neighborhood. You grew up on 27th and Gamblebag. You grew up on right next to me on 19th Avenue, just off of uh, Indian School in Osborne. Uh, How would you guys describe the area? Oh man, the area. <laughs> yeah. I actually got a letter in the mail one time that said your neighborhood is the worst neighborhood in Phoenix. Really? Right there off 27th and Pearson, I believe. Well, what, what the the thing is with our our area, right? So what <coughs> happens is there's there's pockets of the ghetto, right? I agree. With that. So outside every nice neighborhood, there is always the hood. No matter where you go. Right, there's I haven't seen the hood in North Scottsdale yet, but I'll keep looking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see that movie Malibu's Most Wanted? Oh man, those, those people, those people are out there. I'm telling you, they they try and make the hood. You know what I mean? No matter what, though. I you made, know, I, made, I, made, they, I almost made Scottsdale too. I was living out there. I hated in cactus, bro. You know what My man made it to the North Scottsdale. What, what, <laughs> once the hood makes money, you know what I mean? Where do they move? North Scottsdale. <laughs> and the hood's out there. Once the cocaine business is going, baby, we move out to North Scottsdale. That's where it's at. People don't know, man. No. Co- cocaine is a white man's drug. It from is. what I hear, even though, <laughs> even though most of the brown people I know are on it. <laughs> Just how it goes. It's a good area, though. It's a good area. It's definitely, you know, had had some growth, right? Our neighborhood used to be worse, but now it's it's starting to grow as a community. It's it's nice, and yeah. it, and think about it. We all grew up in a similar area, right? 
And look at us now, it obviously produced some great people. Yep. So I'm surrounded by the same group of friends I've had since I was a child. You know, not not too many people could say that. And we all grew up in the same like three mile radius, you know. So And we're the few that actually stayed in the area, you know. Uh, growing up I remember through grade school, every year, I stayed at the same school throughout my entire uh, grade school career, so kindergarten through eighth grade. Every year, it was like a whole different group of people in that grade. Only a few stuck around for like more than four years, or some of the people that actually did. You know, every single year was such a big change, and I feel like that's a big part of being in the inner city. Um, but we had such a high Hispanic population, I feel like it was designed. That way, I feel like they were. Uh, uh, my mom's from Mexico. Uh, Hector's family's from Mexico. I feel like they were like almost specifically put into our area uh, for whatever reason. I don't know the reason, but it was by design. And right now, a big thing I see in our area is refugees. Refugees are by design put into our area, especially right up the I-17 between like uh-huh. Thomas and Camelback. Yeah. By design, they are importing refugees to that specific location. And I don't know what it is, but it's, it's definitely on purpose. Oh yeah, definitely. Every, everything's designed on purpose, you know? I mean, it, it's set to put, I mean, America's based off of, you know, immigration, right? Er, right. Everyone, especially Hispanic cultures and and coming from Mexico, you know, everyone wants to be out here. That's just what it is. I mean, they're trying to better themselves. Not everyone tries tries to, uh, not everyone's here for the good, but, you know, a lot of people try to better themselves. But most people come here to have a better life. Exactly. Which is what we would all do. Exactly. And and that's where all these little communities come up. So, I, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. And diversity is a uh, positive thing because it shows you more to life, you know, if you exactly. only have like a really concentrated of only this goes on, you're so, uh, what's the correct word here? Ignorant, you know, it's ignorant to everything else. You don't really know what else is out there. So I'm stupid thankful that I grew up right where we grew up. Yes. Because I got to know every kind of person. Um, well, not every kind, but I got to know so many different groups of people. And then uh, to be able now to like go out to North Scottsdale and be able to communicate with the upper class and go into Central Phoenix yes. and be able yes. to talk to the guy that's smoking weed on the corner of 27th and Camelback yeah. and he offers me a hit. <laughs> like, that's a pretty big deal. No, right? it's, it's real. Diversity is the biggest asset you could have. Yeah, and I to mean, be able come to on. Talk now. with all of them. You go talk to those people out there, right? Like, I work for a little small company, you know, um, what was it called? Uh, something solutions well i don't know um oh settlement solutions something like that right they were they were they were a start company right and they they live in north scottsdale they grew up you know they they came for money they you know they try and claim they they were in this uh they grew up rough they didn't i know they didn't right they would even think about coming in the area over here right they they would not know how to uh let's say um like sell their products to someone in in, in Central Phoenix or South Phoenix because yeah. they don't right? know the, they don't know the market. They don't know the market, right? But little do they know, there's a bunch of people out there that are willing and capable of doing things like that. You know, buying products and and they're all working on themselves. You know, it's it's not it if you're willing to engage with these people, that just expands the the whole. You're limiting yourself if you don't. You know what I mean? Especially because you know. I, a huge portion of the population is, uh, you know, just 
just a diverse group. They're not all the same people. So if you keep marketing to the same people, that's all you're going to get. You're so limited in growth. Right. You know, and just, just in everything as, as, as a human being. I mean, you don't, like, we have all kinds of cultures. You know? I'm Filipino, like, you're Mexican. You're, you, you look German. You have German. <laughs> German to Mexican. I look like a cop but from what I hear. You would not know. Chanel's Japanese. You would not know that he speaks Spanish. He turns total wet back in fucking two seconds. Yeah, two oh, seconds. you should have seen, bro. We were, the, we, were hitting, we were at that one bar. And you were like, oh, something like Chona comes on. This will start dancing at an hour. I'm like, Man. oh, you know what's funny about that, bro? Is I was at a, I was at this bar the other day, some taco bar uh, after work. <laughs> yeah, you know how it goes. Tacos, he gets tacos down, and bro. cerveza. And they had a jukebox there. I played all rock and roll except for one song. The one song I chose that was in Spanish, La Chona. Uh, and I told the lady at the bar, at the bar too, I was like, yo, I chose one Mexican song. Judge me, judge me hard as fuck. But I needed this, play. bro. I played that shit, bro. Everyone in there was moving, bro. Yeah, that, Mexican, that Mexican music gets you going. That's how it goes, man. It's that upbeat. Everyone was going. I'm gonna play that at the end of this podcast, by the way, so you guys can get a taste of Lechona. Just, just make sure you got some space to shake that ass. Exactly. <laughs> that is too funny. But yeah, diversity is king, man. You gotta, you gotta get used to it. Conform. Diversity is king. And on that note, I appreciate all y'all listening. This is Showtime. Out.